understand your attachment style, understand your relationship. So why do our most intimate relationships often make us feel the most insecure? Why does he or she pull away at the times when you're in most desperate need of comfort and reassurance? Why do we respond so emotionally to seemingly little things our partners do? Or inversely, why do the things we do create such epic emotional responses in our partners? Relationships can be baffling, but there is a way to understand why we react the way we do. In my client sessions, one of the first things we explore are attachment styles. So these are learned reactions, behaviors, and tendencies that we exhibit in our intimate relationships. And when you understand you and your partner's attachment style, it becomes a whole lot easier to navigate the relationship. So what are attachment styles and how can they help us? Our attachment styles are formed in childhood through the bond we build with our primary caregivers, such as our mothers or fathers. A secure attachment is formed if the bond with our caregivers feels safe, our needs are provided for, and there is love available. We learn that attachment and closeness are beneficial and feel good, making intimate and other relationships easier for us. However, if our primary bond was not so ideal, we learn to dis distrust closeness and attachment in two ways. Either by one, switching into a hyper alert state, creating an anxious attachment style, or two, switching our attachment needs off altogether, creating an avoidant attachment style. So these adaptations keep us safe in our early years, but may create problems for us in our intimate relationships as adults. So how do we understand our own and our partner's attachment styles so that we can become more secure and bring out the best in each other? Let's have a look at the behaviors and tendencies of each attachment style. So first, let's look at secure attachment. A person who has a secure attachment style can feel loved, give love and be intimate, be apart from their partner and know that the relationship is still okay, have and retain boundaries to take care of their own needs, and cope with tension and conflict. The easiest way to come back to secure is if your partner is secure. Winning if this is you. In this case, their secure style rubs off on you, which helps you become more secure over time. Studies say it takes approximately two to four years for this rubbing off to happen completely. So if you are not one of the lucky ones blessed with a secure partner, don't stress. The good news is that while these adaptations make relationships trickier, they are just that, adaptations. We're all born with an innate yearning and ability for secure attachment. And with the right conditions, we can all come back to feeling secure. So one of the most common ones I find in my clinic is anxious attachment. So let's have a look at that. Anxious attachment, what's going on? In an anxiously attached person, experiences in their early life have taught them that to feel safe, 
loving bonds need to be watched carefully. Their attachment system is switched constantly into hyperdrive. They are vigilantly scanning and checking for safety all the time. So the anxious person finds it really hard to relax and feel calm and safe and then open up in a relationship. What makes it worse? Well, anxiety can be triggered by moments such as an unanswered text, your partner on a business trip or a holiday, a suspected glance at another woman or man, your partner's unrelated sadness or frustration, or having a partner who has an avoidant attachment style, which we'll get to next. At worst, the anxiety, the constant doubt and worry can cause their partner to pull away, which creates the very problem they're most afraid of in the first place and triggers them most. Their focus, the main questions that anxiously attached people are, are asking are, are you there for me? Are we okay? It's like this question is on repeat. Their super skills, so anxiously attached people have an acute sensitivity to other people's feelings and experiences. They also have a keenness and an availability for intimacy. So what helps? If this is you, what can you do? So the first thing you can do is understanding. Understanding from yourself and your partner. Many anxious attachers feel bad not only because they are always worried, but because they are giving themselves a hard time about being worried. So it's important to understand this tendency came to you from your early experiences. It's not gonna go away with criticism and neglect. Rather, it needs comfort and safety. Comfort and safety from you yourself, from within comfort and safety to be set up in your relationship. So which brings us to number two, reassurance. So when you are worried about your relationship, it might feel silly or difficult to articulate the worry in the form of a request for reassurance. Instead, I see many anxious attachers move into accusation or suspicion, which often has a corrosive effect and makes you feel less safe. So it is okay to ask for reassurance. Ask for a hug. Ask for the words that you need, not because you're suspicious, but because you are healing a pattern learned long ago. That's a difference. Number three, self-soothing helps. So as an anxious attacher, the solution to your anxiety often seems to be outside of your control. It requires your partner to text you to say certain words or to do something. And we often forget our own capacity to soothe and manage our emotions ourselves. So learning techniques to self-soothe will really help. And number four, centering in self. Anxious attachers are often centered outside of themselves, specifically in the world of their partners. They're often wondering, what are they doing? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? And this is not helpful. What helps is coming back and grounding in your own experience. Ask yourself, how do I feel? What do I need? Activate your senses. So when we ask, how do I feel? Let's think about all the senses. Smell, sight, sound, touch, and in your heart. 
come back to this. This will help you locate your own needs and then you can get them met. All right, the other major um, adaptation to attachment styles is the avoidant attachment. So let's dive into that a little bit. So what's going on for avoidant attaches? Avoidant attaches are taught in their early life that intimate bonds are not safe and therefore they're not worth the effort. Their attachment systems are switched into the off position. So the avoidant person finds getting close to people intimidating and will tend to maneuver around situations in order to avoid getting too close. What makes it worse? Avoidance are triggered by neediness in others, so an anxious attacher. The question of commitment, closeness and intimacy and having a partner who has an anxious attachment style, as I said before. Their focus, avoidance are convinced that they are safer on their own. Closeness scares them. Their motto is often, don't come too close, I'm okay on my own. And the main question they're asking themselves is, do I really need this? And the answer is yes. While their attachment system is turned off and they can convince themselves that life is easier without the source of their this source of trepidation in their lives, the truth is deep down they really do need this. They really do want it. Their super skills are self-reliance. They're great on their own. They can be deeply centered in themselves and they're able to reflect on themselves. What helps? Okay, number one, again, understanding from self and partner. Many avoidants are annoyed by their own tendency and feel bad because they can feel themselves pushing away the very thing they want. It is important to understand this tendency came to you from your early experiences and is not going to go away with criticism and neglect. Rather, it needs comfort and safety from within and from your partner. Number two, give warnings. Avoidance are so great at being alone with themselves and their activities that they can often get deeply engrossed in what they are doing. The initiation of a conversation or request from a partner while they're in this deep state can feel like a rude intrusion. So instead of saying, come on, let's go now, an avoidant attacher will respond better if you say, I was thinking we might leave in about 10 minutes. Would that suit you? And if you are an avoidant, it's really good if you can clearly ask for this. So ask your partner to give you a warning. Number three, identify needs. It's important for avoidant attachers to get clear on what they need to feel safe and then to ask for it in a loving way. Remembering that this is not you. This is a learned adaptation to your natural style. It is okay to ask for space in a relationship, but you don't want to keep pushing your partner away without clear communication and a discussion about what works for both of you and where you are attempting to grow. Number four, advantages of connection. So avoidance have it in their frame of reference from a very early age that connection has disadvantages and they're not worth the trouble. So they will have had many experiences to prove the truth of this belief, but it's time to start noticing and focusing on the opposite. So notice the advantages of connection, the feeling, the safety, 
the fun times, the teamwork, notch them up as evidence and that will start to disprove the validity of your past belief. Take a moment to pause and breathe in the beneficial feeling of attachment done well. So that's it for avoidance. And there's one more attachment style I'll briefly cover here. It's probably the most tricky. It's disorganized attachment. What's going on for disorganized attachers? Well, this is a combination of anxious and avoidant. In this case, the attachment system is being flicked from hyperdrive, which is the anxious attachment style, to off, which is the case in avoidant attachment style. So the person will either be in full anxious mode or completely disengaged from their attachment needs. Disorganized is often the result of a traumatic or violent upbringing. And the the above descriptions of both anxious and avoidant will be relevant for the attachment styles, as well as what helps for both those attachment styles. But what helps specifically for a disorganized attacher is safety. So if you or your partner are a disorganized attacher, what you need, especially when triggered, is a safe space. So ideally, your partner would be able to offer you a calm, safe environment with loving words, with comfort, and words of support, such as, it's okay, you are safe, I'm here for you, I'm not going to hurt you. But if your partner is also triggered, it gets really tricky. What you're going to need to do is find a ritual, a space, or a sensory stimulation that creates the feeling of safety for you. Take your time to work out what this would be in moments when you're not triggered, so that when you are triggered, can be your go-to. So I hope learning about attachment styles helps you and your partner feel more understanding of your responses and your needs. I also hope this post gives you hope for a secure and healthy future. Hey, if you're struggling to identify your attachment style or would like some help in knowing how to move towards secure, hit me an email at hi at nicolematheson.com and I can support you. Take care. Bye.